Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast for the second episode of 2022. If you are watching this via video, you are ultimately ultimately blessed. Because we have, have a special guest special on the guest, couch today. A super special guest today. His name is Max. Max, what do you want to say? He's a dog, so he says he, nothing. <laughs> he, he was like, he like flinched. <laughs> Watch, we're going to do it one more time. Ready, Max? What do you want to say? <laughs> this, is, okay. this is great to if leave out everybody who's listening yeah, on Yeah, if you're audio. listening via audio, you need to start watching via video because you'll just... You get a, you get, it's just so much better. You get but, some fun Easter eggs in No, there. hey to everybody on video. Hey to everybody on uh, audio. Yep. Um, if you're driving your car, stay safe. Hopefully you're not... Careening be, off the road for yes, Max's yeah. cuteness. Hopefully you're not trying to pull up the video on your phone as you're listening to this. Audibly. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't recommend it. Welcome back to the episode, uh, to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be really good. I hope this title makes you want to listen to this, hence why you clicked on it. But I hope this title makes you actually go, okay, there's got to be something here that I'm going to learn that's going to improve the way I do business in 2022. And I would turn around and say, absolutely. We've got something that's going to be really good for you today. We're talking all brands. This is like purely brand today. If you are somebody in the wedding space, please listen to this because mm-hmm. this is so applicable to you as well. We're just going to be talking about it from a brand contextualized place. Right. Right. Um, so basically, we want to kick off this episode by saying where the idea for the episode came. The idea for the episode came from a conversation you and I were in. Were we in Nicaragua or were we in El Salvador? We were in a tiny airport in El Salvador. Nope, no, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. You are right. We're in Nicaragua. We got a call from a friend who was having some frustrations with a situation with a brand, seeing her as somebody who just looks like anybody else to that brand, acts like everybody else, is worth the same as everybody else, mm-hmm. isn't really sticking out. And this person's incredible. She's so talented, like in so many different ways, uh, creatively. And we're like, okay, awesome. Like, let's figure out what's behind this and how we yeah. can how we can change the situation for you so you can get the bigger brand deals. And so we're speaking to to you guys, everyone who's listening today. We want to let you in on the conversation we had because it was quite helpful for her. And we were sitting there going, wow, this needs to be a podcast episode. We've talked about things like this on the podcast before, but this is going to be a very direct hit at how do you work with bigger brands and how do you get bigger brand deals or how do you just get more of them? This episode is going to be the absolute sweet spot to all three of those things. So basically, like we said, that was the, that was the conversation. She was saying, I'm tired of being treated the same as the other people in my industry. You know, hey, can you do this for 500 bucks? She's like, no, I don't want to do it for 500 bucks. Like, I'm different. I have more value than that, right? And so yeah. that probably sounds familiar. I know that sounds familiar to me. That sounds mm-hmm. familiar to you. We've been, you know, hassled with that type of thing all the time. Hey, can you do it on this timeline and do it for X price? And it's like, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. how is that even possible, you know? And so we know that probably is familiar to you as well. And so we want to help you again today break that. So the secret to landing... Uh, I'm just going to give you the secret right now and then we're going to debunk it and actually teach you about it. But what we talked to her about was we said, hey, you need to learn how to re-identify yourself in this situation. Yeah. Re-identify yourself. Re-identify yourself as a creative. Now, we're not talking like your personal values, all that stuff like this. I'm talking you need to re-identify who you see yourself as in this industry because how you see yourself 
is how a brand is going to see you, right? Because how you see yourself creates your reputation. Your reputation always goes before you. So when you show up to a call with a client, you show up to a call with a brand that you're going to be pitching, or you email a company you're going to be pitching, there's probably a good chance your reputation's already got there. Your reputation beats you to them, right? Yeah. So how you see yourself dictates your reputation, which then dictates how they see you. And so we want to urge you today, in order to get bigger brand deals, you know, more of them, and just mm-hmm. have more success in the industry as a brand, photographer, filmmaker, designer, creative director, whatever you're going to be, you have to learn how to re-identify yourself from the position of how yeah. you see you. So yeah. that is the answer to today's podcast. Now, that's like, okay, there's a lot to talk about there. What do we really mean? We're going to mm-hmm. debunk that a little bit. So why don't you get into... Yeah. yeah. So kind of the question is, how do you get brands to die to work with you? How do you get them begging to work with you rather than the other way around? Because the problem is, is that most people find themselves in a situation where they feel like they are begging the brand to work with them. They will bend over backwards to do anything. They'll slash their prices if they want to work with that brand name. They'll do anything for that brand when really you want the leverage to be able to get paid what you want, to work with the types of brands you want and produce the type of content you want to be producing with these brands. And we want to help you how to do that. But the problem is that There are hundreds of thousands of creatives, even just in America, that are competition to you, that are vying for this brand's attention. And not only that, but we are now in a day and age where your competition is not just other professional photographers and videographers. You've got anybody and anybody, like anybody with an iPhone is now your competition, right? With how much user-generated content there is with just people's iPhones that they're posting on Instagram and giving brands stuff for free, right? So many influencers, all of that kind of stuff. Your competition is not just other professionals. And if we want to just pause there for a second, the key thing about that statement is not that you have to be worried about, oh, well that, you know, Samantha down the road might get the gig. The problem with there being so many people that can do what you do is actually it's it's actually a problem with the people that are hiring you because mm-hmm. they look at you and go, well, if they're not the perfect fit, there's a lot of other people, yeah. right? So it's not necessarily that Samantha's going to take your gig. The mm-hmm. problem is is that there's so much like so much what's the word noise desire and noise in the person who's going to be hiring you's head to think there's always another version of you. Yeah. If you're not exactly what they want, there's always another mm. version of you, right? So yeah. if I was a brand manager and Christy was trying to pitch me on something and it wasn't like a great relationship and I was like, ah, I don't know. Ah, there's there's more Christie's guys. We can go find somebody else, right? Yeah. That's really your problem. Your problem's mm. not that, again, Samantha's going to beat you to the chase. The problem is that the brand managers, the brand, the owner of the company you want to work with, the marketing manager, the brand director, whatever it's going to be, those people know there's more of use. Yeah. So exactly. the question is, what do we do about that? But mm-hmm. if you can't figure that out, what often does that feel like? Totally. It's people say we hear this all the time. People go, it's too saturated. Like I can't even start my photography business because it's t- too saturated of a market. Or I can't charge what I want because everyone's doing it or they're doing it for way cheaper than I will do it for. Or I get treated like everyone else, even though I feel like I'm different than everybody else. And ultimately, if you identify with everyone else, you are like everyone else. Yeah. And even if you just take it further, if you act like everybody else in the industry, then ultimately you are like everybody else in the industry and you are a commodity and you are ultimately replaceable by someone who is cheaper, faster, or 
better yeah. technically those of what are you really do. important words replaceable commodity you're dispensable you are able to just be thrown out and bring in somebody else right and mm-hmm. that that is the ultimate problem that we want to help you guys solve today so yeah. if you do not find a way to re-identify yourself you won't stick out you'll get price checked right mm-hmm. like yeah that's huge people price check you if you don't look like you're actually going to be able to put a different spin on the solution to the client's problem, they'll just go, oh, well, Christy gave us this quote. Let's go find four other quotes to match yeah. it with to see if she's kind of pricing us fair, right? Mm-hmm. You do not want to be in that that world of becoming price checked. It's not a great place to be in because yeah. one, it means you're actually not like overly exceeding the way that you're going to solve the problem mm-hmm. for them, which means they're not getting the greatest solution they can out of you. And number two, it means that you're not going to be able to charge mm-hmm. potentially you know, uh, an expansive piece of what that project could be worth. So you don't want to get price checked. You won't build next level relationships with your clients. If you can't figure out how to re-identify yourself into something that is unique and is different, which we're going to talk about, then you're not going to be somebody that they want to continually work with and work with and work with. You're just going to be someone they work with once and go, yeah, I mean, she was fine or he was fine, but let's go find somebody else or let's see if we can find it for cheaper this time. Right. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, all these things kind of conclude to like, you'll just be passed by. Yeah. You're going to get passed by, which Mm -hmm. isn't great. But there is hope. And guess what? The answer is not you need a nicer camera or you need to learn how to do this very specific niche, weird, creative thing. It's actually something. It is cool. And if you want to do that, great. But it's actually more simple than that. So let's go back to our story with our friend. When we were in that conversation with her, she was frustrated because there were brands that she was frustrated that these brands were seeing her as if she was just like everybody else and being treated as a commodity and not not willing, the brands weren't willing to be inve- like investing in her, yeah. which this is completely normal, by the way. And this actually just needs a big perspective shift. And that's what we want to give you in this conversation on this podcast today. So we encouraged her, instead of being a brand photographer, that's basically only delivering exactly what everybody else does, which is often just batches of content, right? Like they're just, hey, here's some outfits and go and shoot a bunch of images and then just deliver. We were saying, okay, our friend, how can you come up with a solution rather than just what everyone else does? How do you come up Mm -hmm. with something that's a higher level impact to that company that actually solves a problem that they have? AKA, how do you uncommoditize yourself and set yourself apart from the rest of the industry and how you approach this brand? So, what what she can do is what can you do to deliver something the client needs that is different than what everyone else is doing in her case she shifted from just delivering bulk content to actually become an extension of their marketing team yeah this is like my favorite thing to tell people and they say well what makes a great person that works in the brand industry whether you're a photographer whether you're a filmmaker like my background is, is both of those um, whether you're working on and website design which we used to do and you know still do a little bit of graphic design which you did like in all of those areas what made you know the the things in in that i would do successful and that i continue to do successful or when somebody else doesn't and becomes successful really what sets i think those people apart from people that really struggle and get no's or don't get responses or never get pitched. Like that's a great thing when you're like the creative and they're pitching you, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where you want to be. The difference is is that I used to view myself and I still view myself. You view you view yourself. I love how you do this too as an extension of their marketing team, as an extension of their creative department, as an extension of their 
whatever, their brand team, right? So instead of going, oh, I'm a photographer who they're going to work with and I'm going to create, you know, kind of what they want or what they want, but I'm going to do it and I'm just going to give it to them. Like you need to come into that situation, into that relationship and go like, guys, I am only here for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do to get you to the end goal that you guys want, I need to do. I'm an extension of your team. Think of me. Nice to meet you. I'm Joey. Think of me as an extension of your team. Can't not wait to get you guys and get us as a team where we want to go. You know, let's do it. That is a complete perspective shift from the traditional brand, whatever person who just goes, yeah, like, let me know what photo, how many photos you want and I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. send me the product. Let me know how many photos you want and I'll send them off. That's a totally different conversation. And so we're going to get into how you can do that really well. Yeah. Well, and let's talk a little bit more about what she shifted yeah. in, like literally so, what she offered. So this, that's basically what we were saying to her. We were like, you need to you need to identify yourself not as a influencer, you know, photographer, brand photographer, creative director, model, however you're identifying yourself as now. You need to like re-identify yourself as somebody who can be an extension of whatever team that is hiring you. If it's a creative director they need, awesome. Be that extension to be that creative director. If it's a model for that situation they need, allow them to hire you, be an extension of their team as a model. Like think of yourself that way. You need to re-identify yourself that way. So she did that and we said, all you really need to do to do that really well is the, the difference between someone who is an extension of their team and somebody who is not, is not the final product. The final no. product often looks the same. Yeah, It's... X amount of images or X, you know, minute video or X second video or whatever it's going to be X amount of brand, you know, kits for their new logo, whatever it's going to be. The final product product always ends up kind of looking the same, but it's the difference is between those two people, again, successful people and non-successful people in the brand space. The difference between them is not the final product. It's the journey you took that company on to get to that final product. Yeah, that is where things exactly. are drastically different. And that's what sets successful people in the brand space apart from the non-successful people in the brand space, right? Yes. So she, for her situation, went, okay, what does that look like? And we had it, you know, we talked about this for, for a while. It was a super fun conversation. It was just like clicking so well. And she got so excited and you could see like, she's going to crush this because she's super good at this type of stuff. And we were like, okay, you need to make sure that you line up a conversation early on in that relationship and you let them know you're not just another photographer, or, you know, model or whatever, but you are someone who wants to be an extension of their team. I was like, literally say those words. I am an extension of your team. And so if I'm going to be an extension of your team, that means that I am here fully for the benefit of you guys, not for my own benefit. And in that, I need to know a few things. So I need to ask these questions. I need to hear what you guys say about this. I need you, I need you guys to tell me what you're scared of about this project. What could go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was able to do that and it drastically changed her situation. It's drastically going to continue to change her situation and that's what we're going to urge you guys to also do. So we've got a few questions that will allow you to help set yourself up as an extension of somebody's team when you are entering the brand space or entering a brand deal. Um, and they're not difficult. They're really actual simple things, but you asking those questions, the way you, you know, we're going to list them out here puts you way ahead of like 99% of the people in this industry because they don't ask those questions. They don't ask the, these questions in the way we're asking them. If they ask them, they don't really know why they're asking them. They're more asking them because they think they should ask them, but they don't, they're not asking them with like intention and purpose. So here's what you want to do. Here's how you avoid the crowds. You stand out and you land bigger brand deals more often, more consistently. 
Again, you re-identify yourself as someone who does not work for them, but you're working with them. You're an extension of their team, okay? So being an extension of their team, you're not just another contracted photographer or filmmaker or designer or whatever it's going to be. Again, you don't want to be the Joe Schmo who just goes, great, I can do that for you guys. Give me the product or give me whatever and I'll do it. Here's what you want to do. Your goal is to bring their vision, bring that project to life, bring it to the finish line, right? The same way any of the other people on that team are going to be, you know, hustling their own individual efforts. You want to make sure that you are aware of what is 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 expected of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then you're also going to be able to go, okay, if this is what's expected of me, here's the plan. So here's some questions you can ask. Super important. What is the goal of this project? Obviously, first and foremost, that's the simplest question, but here's why you're asking that. And this is what a lot of people don't think about. When you ask this question, you have to remember it, write it down, make sure you're recording the conversation, whatever you have to do to make sure you do not lose this answer. Because when you say to somebody, hey, what is the goal for this project? What they're really doing is they're telling you what the problems they're having are. Yeah. Well, the goal is this. We want X amount of orders for this, or we want to grow this amount of our social following, or we want this. And then they always say, because of this, because if we don't hit those numbers, we're going to have a massive issue with our money. Because if we don't do this, our next launch is going to not you know, work out. Because if we don't do this. So every time you ask, what is the goal for the project? Really, really listen and watch for what they're going to say about what the actual problem they're dealing with is, and then why the goal for the project is going to help them solve that. Because that is the entire reason why you're there. You're not there for any other reason. You're not there to make friends. You're not there to Mm -hmm. cause humor and and make their jobs more enjoyable. You are getting hired as a creative because there's a problem. They need a solution, and you're either the solution or you're a part of the solution, right? So that first question is undeniably, undeniably like so important. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to ask it really clearly so they don't beat around the bush. If you beat around the bush asking it, they're not going to give you a good answer. Yeah. And then you need to be able to retain what that answer is. And just just going off the off the fence here too, if they say, well, yeah, I mean, we've got a, we've got a couple goals, but I mean, why does it matter to you? Don't you just need to shoot the photos and stuff? You can respond by saying, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, that is what I'm going to do. But the more I can understand, you know, what the scope is from you guys and what you're trying to accomplish, the more I can align my efforts with what you're doing and be an extension of your team to help us all cross the finish line. Mm. So the more I know, the more I can prepare, the more I can make sure I'm avoiding things that could potentially harm this project. And the, you know, obviously the more successful we're all going to be. So that's a quick objection that sometimes comes up and how you can handle that objection. Mm. So that's number one. What is the goal with this project? That was really long winded. Uh, This one's going to be even shorter. Number two, this is a huge question as well. What would be a home run scenario for you? This is what I always say. When I would have meetings with people, I would say, Hey, and I would name them. Let's say the name's Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave, if you could snap your fingers and this project was done and it was done the exact way you wanted it to be, what would that look like? Explain everything to me. I want to take notes. I want to know exactly what perfection would look like for you. Snap your fingers, Dave. Anything you want in the world is yours. What does that look like for you? So I can understand, again, what the golden ticket, what the home run scenario is in this situation. If I know what that situation is, I know how I can step into that. I know I can show up and hopefully we can get everybody there, right? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. That's a second question that you want to be asking people that will totally set yourself away from, set yourself apart from anybody else. When When I ask that question to people, like creative directors or whatever it's going to be at a company will look at me and go, 
that's a great question. I love mm. that question. Let me think about that. Well, and they, but in their brain, they're going, man, this is not a normal photographer. This mm. is not a normal filmmaker. This is not just a normal dude who we normally hire to shoot photos for this. This person is so much more invested in us and what we're trying to accomplish, which again, yeah. totally sets you apart, which means they don't treat you differently. And another or they great, don't treat you the same as everybody. And another great reason that question is so awesome is one, it does the legwork for you, right? They're giving you the plan that they want. So you can just carbon copy what they're saying and create off of that. One, it does a lot of the legwork for you. Two, like you always you sometimes don't know a brand just by looking what they've posted in the past or if you're doing something for social content like we've had conversations with brands before where we had in our head exactly what we thought we were going to do for them exactly what we thought they wanted and they're actually trying to shift the brand in an entirely new way and we had to scrap our entire idea to create something brand new for them that they were actually trying to head in a different direction like oh my gosh i'm so glad we asked that question yes because we just got we would have not crushed the yeah, campaign. And we if got we had everything it. though. We asked yes. the question simply. They responded super clearly and we felt like a million bucks because we could walk yep. into that campaign and crush it because mm-hmm. we knew exactly what a home run looked yes, like. Right. So exactly. I love that. It's super important. Last but not least, this is a very, very important question. I know I said they're all so important. This one's really, really important too. Yes. And this is this is is this is less about, you know, what's the goal or it, what's perfection look like. This is more of a fear-based question that if you can ask this properly, it really shows them that you are somebody that they can trust. Mm -hmm. This is the question. What roadblocks do you normally hit with projects like this that I can be aware of? Yeah. And the reason why you ask this question is you want to let them know that you are trying to think ahead about the safety of the campaign or the project. And you're trying to figure out everything that could potentially derail the train and cause some trouble. And you're trying to make sure you can be aware of it or get rid of it so that the project's going to, again, get them to that point of perfection. If you could snap your fingers, what would it look like, right? This is a crucial question that I, I barely know anybody else that asks this question. If you ask this question, they would never be able to look at you and compare you to Joe Schmo down the road who just goes, yeah, send me the product and I'll shoot photos. Mm -hmm. It's like light years away, light years away. The amount of trust that this question builds is is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I literally just I had a conversation like that literally two days ago with a social media manager of a brand. And she was saying she said, oh, yeah, like we just did this campaign with a different person and, you know, we weren't super stoked on it. And I literally pressed on it. Most people would probably just pass it by. But I said, oh, why? Like, tell me what about that wasn't awesome for you guys. They're like, well, like we couldn't really see like the packaging in the photos as well. And I was like, wow, that's really important to them. Mental note, Super important. that needs to be 100% in there, like exactly the way it needs to be. And that will be, that will craft part of my pitch, right? So sometimes getting into like digging into the past history of when things have gone wrong will help you set up for success. So it those gives, three questions. Yeah, it gives you so many specifics, right? Like yes. I remember when we were doing um, stuff with Yeti, when I was shooting a whole campaign for Yeti, I literally asked this question and he was like, oh, Man, such a great question. He's like, it drives me nuts when the little hooks on the Yeti coolers to like close them and lock them aren't fully locked. He's like, it drives me nuts when when somebody like pulls something out of the cooler, they shut the cooler again, but they don't fully lock it, like completely air seal it. Mm -hmm. If we get a photo and it's not like that, we literally dispose of the photo. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, right. I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't have even thought of that because yeah. I know the cooler shut, you know, it's right. like, oh, the little lock thing isn't fully locked. Right. So, yeah. again, that changed 
everything because every single photo we shot, I was like, I need to make sure when we're staging this, it looks perfect, right? That's not going to happen. So this, this, this is just so, so important. Another question you can throw in here, this is just like a random one, but it's really good. Goes off of what Christy was saying. What does a relationship with someone like me in the past look like with you guys? And what are some of the things you loved? What are the, some of the things that could have been better? Yeah. So not what are some of the things that have sucked about working with creatives? Just say, hey, what are some of the things that went really well with somebody in the past? And what are some of the things that you would have liked to seen go better? I would love to know so that I can make sure that we can, you know, work as efficiently as possible together. Totally. Again, you say something like that, these brand managers, these marketing directors, like whatever it's going to be, are going to look at you and go, man, this person is just so different. I'm so glad we're on a meeting with this person. Yes. Or I'm so glad I'm reading this email. I'm so glad I'm reading this DM. I'm so glad I'm out for coffee with this person because I can fully put our trust in this person that mm-hmm. they're going to get this project done. And not just this project, but because we feel that way about them, we're actually going to get a ton more projects done with this person, right? So super, super important. When you know the answers to those questions, it's crucial you now build out a roadmap to take them there. This is like the next step. If you can do those three questions and maybe throw a fourth in there, you're in a great spot. If Mm -hmm. you can take this next step, which is building out a, a roadmap to success, it is like game over. A roadmap to success is going, okay, I now have all these answers of what they, you know, what they're up against, what their problem is what their goal is to eliminate that problem, what potentially could go wrong, and all the other stuff. I've got the context. I'm now going to build out a plan. Step one, step two, step three. Don't make it more than four steps. Anything after four steps get confusing. Yeah. And I'm going to lead this company through the plan of what I'm going to do to help take us from where we are to where this company wants to be. If you can do that and you can show them that, it's not some crazy thing. We literally call it a plan. Put it in your pro, in, in your proposals. You need to have like a, a page that says like the plan that shows them how you're going to yes. do something. Put it in your pitches on your website. Hey, for this service, here's the plan of how we get you to success from where you are to where you want to be. This is like so, so crucial. So you've mm-hmm. got to have a built out roadmap, which is a plan, you know, to show them how you can take them from where they are to where they desire to be. When you act like, this is the key part, when you act like an extension of their team, you get treated like a part of their team. So if you are sitting here going, I'm tired of being talked to like I'm just some random photographer. I'm some you know, person who's just gonna be whatever. You're just another person reaching out. If you don't wanna be that guy, you don't wanna be that girl, stop acting like that. Start acting like an extension of their team. What questions would a team member be asking them? What questions about success you know, would a team member be asking so they can help them get there? As soon as you start doing that, they're going to start treating you like a team member. And that's when the whole relationship changes. Yeah. That's when you have re-identified yourself and you are no longer a commodity. You're not going to be price checked the same. All that stuff goes away. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, so good. This podcast was so fun to even just talk about. And this conversation with our friend was so incredible just because, man, if you can think about how to re-identify yourself, you will be so much more successful in your relationships this year. And so we are just excited that you tuned in on this podcast. And while podcasts are awesome, and I hope you're leaving feeling really motivated and you've already been like scratching down names of brands and like potential problems that they have that you can go and solve. Podcasts are great, but the in-person interaction that happens like we had with our friend is really, I think, what changes the game with It people. contextualizes your problem, right? And yep. gives you a solution that is about you. 
exactly for you in that moment yes and we have identified that there is a problem in the industry of creatives being so alone and only having one-way conversations aka listening to podcasts or watching courses things like that and there's not a lot of two-way conversations happening and two-way conversations happening that's where the change really starts to happen so joey and i have been doing something called the creative rise mastermind it's a solution to that problem of only having one-way conversations where we, it's a six-week intimate group of creatives that we take you through a journey of six weeks of coaching, community, and accountability. So we've got modules, all that kind of stuff, but we have coaching in there. We've got accountability with people and we've got community where you get to have these types of conversations. Like 20 to 30 people. Yeah. It's like Super really intimate. intimate. It's for six weeks. It's like it's like going to camp for six weeks. Yes. Like with like 20 people. <laughs> you're like, everyone loves you, camp. You all leave and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like best friends with all these people. It's it really is, cool. That is really how it feels. And we've had, now it's going to be over 150 businesses. This next round will put us over 150. Put us over 150 businesses that have gone through the Creative Rise Mastermind and have transformed their businesses. So this is like for photographers, filmmakers, graphic designers, influencers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And basically anyone who's got a service-based creative business that we walk people through this six weeks and it is truly incredible and we are releasing the next one at the end of march yeah so march the wait list is open if you want to be in that it sells out every single time uh this is round seven every time it's sold out you got to get on the wait list and if you're thinking oh there's already probably a lot of people on the wait list get on the wait list because it's application only the Mm -hmm. wait list gets access to apply first so it doesn't matter what you know, number you want on the wait list. If you apply right away, we're going to see your application first, right? So mm-hmm. you want to get on the wait list so you can you can have at a chance to get into the next round of the mastermind. Again, we only take like a certain amount of people because that's our our, our way of keeping it intimate and keeping it really powerful for people. If we yeah. took like everybody who even applied, it'd be too many people and it would lose its intimacy and we would not have enough personal two-on-one time as we call it, like Christy was just talking about, where we Mm -hmm. give you actual solutions that are contextualized to you that help move the needle in your business. So how do they they get on the wait list? Yeah. So if you want to get on the wait list, you can text MASTERMIND to 916-587-6417 or you can just text us. You can go to our, or you can just text us from the bio i said this wrong go to our instagram bio click on the texas button it literally says text yeah just click text it auto populates a number and just type in the word waitlist or you can just go to our website and there are a million buttons where you can join the waitlist.com yeah you won't Um, or the show notes the show notes of this podcast you can just click there uh, and you'll see everything but we're so excited for that it's gonna be in march by the way it's gonna it's it's gonna launch probably at the end of march we're super excited about it Mm -hmm. so you gotta get on the waitlist um and if you get on the waitlist you got nothing to lose so jump nothing on to lose. we'll give you more information about it so you can yeah. make a really good like educated decision if it's if, mm-hmm. if you're the type of person that's like I'm taking this thing seriously and I want to blow it up this year so absolutely so again we hope that this podcast just invigorated you that you feel fiery to go out and change your business for the better we put Max to sleep so if you are watching the video I hope I hope it, you're, if you're motivated watching the video, look at this dog Max now. is very relaxed right now <laughs> so that's hilarious watch our video. But thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Peace out. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.